Long play. V reset to I left wing, U flex. Full back right, half back Q8, crunch right, flex wide counter. Bone, deep key left, boundary. I right west, squeeze, U left. Toss 99 bus. Six jet, Frisco, half back chip. Slow screen right, dynamite, full back follow on ducks, on ducks right. We're going to be looking for big plays all game long from Tyrol Smoochie Wallace. And let's not forget the tight ends. Brandon Rush and Jeff Lyons. This is Three Point Stands Magazine. Hello and welcome to another edition of Three Point Stands Magazine. Alongside Jeff Lyons, I am Brandon Rush. It is championship weekend here, officially down from eight teams to four. And by Sunday night at about 11, our Super Bowl combatants will be known. Many questions going in, mainly on health reasons surrounding the league's MVP on the defending Super Bowl champion. Father Time going to catch up to somebody. We'll find out Sunday, and we'll kick it around here on this edition of Three Point Stance Magazine. Jeff, last weekend we saw Kansas City be on the verge of, of losing everything when Mahomes goes out with an injury, only to get saved by Chad frickin' Henney. And then we saw the Ravens go to a point where they had a chance to really, you know, change the complexion of a ball game and then have a pick six go the other way and, and really everything fall apart from there. What was your biggest takeaway from, from uh, divisional round weekend? I think a couple of them. One is I don't care what people are saying. The Browns are a lot farther away than they think they are. I mean, no offense, but a quarter and a half where you got Chad Haney running the offense, you should be able to win that football game. Should be able to take advantage, and, and Chad Haney didn't play defense. so Right, right. And the Browns were moving the ball up and down the field, and they couldn't just punch it in. Yeah. That so was... that, that that's my take is that, one, while people are saying, oh, look at this, we got close, we got close. Yeah, cool. You couldn't stop Kansas City to begin with. The only thing you got lucky with is they kept settling for field goals versus touchdowns. And when their starting quarterback goes out, that means you should have taken advantage of the fact they couldn't score touchdowns earlier. So they missed out on, on that opportunity. Uh, before we get, dive too deep in, who's, whose future do you think is is rosier? Is it the Ravens or is it the Browns? Ooh, um, gosh, I, I, I don't know because – I, I think the Ravens have a better opportunity because they're only going to get one massive contract in Lamar mm -hmm. where, I mean, the Browns already have that massive contract with miles Garrett out there. And now you'd have, it sounds like they're going to pay Baker. I mean, I mean so if you're going to pay Baker now, you're going to have two massive contracts on that team and you're not going to be able to really do it. You better draft. Well, that's all I can sure. say. I don't think he's going to get like Matthew Stafford money, uh, but we are, he is from all, looks and appearances that he is going to be able to get uh, that that second contract with the Browns the the bigger question for me is the surrounding cast I I, I kind of trust the surrounding cast with for the Browns a little bit more than I do the Ravens just because they are so one-sided I feel offensively in Baltimore they want to run the football and until they invest in wide receivers or or more pass catchers they they are going to I think continue to keep banging this this same drum well you know you and i have a difference of opinion on this i think what's holding the ravens back isn't the wide receiver area i think it's the lamar jackson doesn't have touch i, I think it's i think it's 60 40 that direction maybe 70 30 i 
you know, but and again, we've seen this on multiple plays. I was talking about it, I think, earlier this year that, you know, that he had Mark Andrews streaking down the mm-hmm. sideline. All he had to do was kind of put it up for grabs and he threw a low level bullet and it just got knocked away. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I, I think that, you know, if if given if, if you swap the Ravens receivers with the Browns receivers, I think that the Ravens are, are a handful better. But oh yeah, well I mean th- that's easy because Jarvis Landry catches anything near him, and you know both well Landry and um, OBJ are better than anyone that's on that field. I would I would agree. Even even without OBJ, I still think the uh, the, the the two and three guys for for Cleveland are better than uh, than what Baltimore has. Yeah, Higgins and I mean I get it. I, I think total. You know the biggest thing. You know, but I, obviously Cleveland would kill for having someone like um mark andrews at tight end oh gosh absolutely the hooper isn't hasn't been quite the guy that they thought they were getting when they signed him as a free agent a couple years ago um your takeaways from the saints buccaneers game we saw two of the all-time greats at quarterback face off and i i don't think drew played as poorly as maybe the stats indicate he didn't play great by any stretch of the imagination but that offense was moving and then you know they had a the they settled for a field goal, and they had you know, the Jared Cook drops. All in all, it, it, all those interceptions weren't on Drew Brees, but that is definitely not the way you would want to go out. No, it's not. And, you know, it, it's one of those sad things. When I'm looking at just kind of how this all shook out, I mean, it's it's time to go. Right. You know, based on how I just saw that, like you can see his – they even were talking about – he could not throw the ball deep. And, and that's something that should scare everybody. Sure. Like, I don't know how you could allow your team, you know, to keep him, even if he said he wanted to come back when he can't, you know, throw the ball deep. Right. And, and that is a, that is definitely a problem too. I, it, and it's a probably an, an 80, 20 type split. If Michael Thomas was healthy this year, maybe drew plays, plays a bit better and hangs on for another season. But you can't guarantee either of those things, especially considering contract situations that are coming up for both those guys. Yeah, but Tampa was at least good enough, you know, in defense. Mm-hmm. One, Thomas didn't have a catch. I think it's the first time ever in his Correct. career. Correct. You know, it, so, and they kept screaming because he played in the Bears game. Michael Thomas is healthy. Michael Thomas is healthy. So they had that. But two, Tampa knew that, like, they basically ran almost a hybrid of the cover two to mm-hmm. where they just kept everything underneath, underneath and said, it, yeah. you're not going to beat us. If we don't let you throw the ball under, or if we don't let you throw the ball underneath, you can take your deep shots. But when do you remember breeze really cranking it and chucking it deep? It's been a while. And I think that rib injury really kind of uh, still is, is affecting him. I don't think he's probably at maybe not 80 or 90% of what he is this time of year anyways. So that was definitely a detriment to them. And, and, and to that point, I mean, he doesn't have guys outside of Michael Thomas that can go get the ball. Plus, we need to give some credit to that Bucks defense. That back seven played their ass off. Yeah, it, it did. I mean, I was, I've been shocked at how far along um, Tampa Bay's offense has come. They, over the last like six weeks or so, it is an offense. That's or I'm really... sorry, Tampa Bay's defense. My bad. Okay, I was going to say even even the offense though is starting to click along. You don't want to play the hot team this time of year, and Tampa may be that team. Yeah, Tampa may be that team, and I mean they did dick kick the Packers last time. This is true. Um, now, what's crazy about the matchup this week is it's a matchup of of or rematches of Week Six games. Buffalo played Kansas City in Week Six. The Bucks played the Packers in Week Six, 
And now here we are on Championship Sunday, you know, having rematches of those games. We've seen some rematches from from blowouts earlier in the year that haven't been quite the same way the second or even third time in the case of New Orleans and Tampa that it hasn't been this been the same result. So I am curious to see what uh, what comes this weekend. Um, we'll dive into those games uh, after uh, in this in the second segment. Uh, but just going in, do you kind of have a feeling of you know, do you feel good about certain teams getting to the Super Bowl or, or what's your what's your early early gut telling you? Uh, I, I do like right now I think it's gonna be the Bucks versus the Chiefs. Okay. Um I, I do like just kind of the gut my gut feeling on that. I, I really feel that if the Bucks play defense against the Packers like they did versus Saints, it's gonna be a long day for Aaron Rodgers. I think I'm in the same boat as maybe the NFL, that they're okay with anybody winning it except Buffalo. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that, too. Because there's so they, many storylines. You know, the only thing that I'm laughing at is, and let's be honest here, when I saw Mahomes go down one, I knew he had hit his head, and he had someone else's body weight on top of his force going down there. And obviously we know force equals mass times velocity. So he's running, he's sliding down, someone else is jumping on him, his head banged hard. He came up, and I thought his ancestors were now stupid <laughs> with the way that he got up and wobbled. And right away, you're like, oh, shit. Off of a hit like that, I don't see any way that some dude clears co- pro- concussion protocol in that See, time. I, and I, I've watched that replay a thousand times. I don't see where his head makes contact. It, it's it's not the initial part. It's his body hits and then watch his neck whip. See that that's the thing. That's more of it. It's not contact with the head. It's it's the actual like a neck. His, a blow his to the neck, neck whips back and then his head whips forward and you see the front of his helmet hit straight into the ground. That's where I caught it at least mm. was that it wasn't a player touched him. It was that the force caused his head to snap back and then to snap forward and hit the ground. I, I think it was, I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor, but it just, in, in my looking at it, I just kind of felt that maybe it was just the force of the impact from, you know, the, the arm coming over the top and kind of, you know, when you get a, in a, in that, that karate chop, what you always did on like your younger cousins or something, when you were little, you always got them in that one right spot and they just, they collapsed. Yeah. I still think that might be something more of it, more of like a nerve issue, more than a, a, a quote unquote concussion. Uh, but but either way, yeah, that was scary, and I, and I guarantee there were some panic uh, stricken marketing people at the NFL headquarters that were going, "What the hell do we do now?" Yeah, if you have Josh Henney versus or Josh Allen versus Chad Henney in Buff or in Kansas City, and Buffalo gets in the Super Bowl because of it. You know, people are going to kind of scream BS the entire time with this Bills team. Right. And it's, it's going to be the asterisks. We're like, well, if Pat was healthy. Uh, but for the NFL's sake, I mean, they're happy if either of those other three teams are in the Super Bowl. You get the defending champion, the other one of the faces of the franchise in Patrick Mahomes. You get Aaron Rodgers going for his second Super Bowl, what, a decade apart. And then you have the greatest quarterback in the history of the game going for his seventh title any of those storylines I think are are much better for the league than than what Josh Allen could provide and and again I I fully admit I'm anti Buffalo anti Josh Allen so it's convenient for me to have that viewpoint yeah I, well I mean 
I'm so anti Josh Allen. I could sit here and tell you, I may have to, if it was Packers bills, I may have to suck it up and root for the Packers. I, I'll tell you this much. If it's Packers bills, I'm probably not watching. Yeah. Me either. That's, I mean, that's going to be, a, I mean, that, hard watch. and the sad thing for the NFL, you know, and we always go on conspiracy theories, oh, Yep. which no, the pack. Yeah. The pack, or I'm sorry, the Packers bucks game kicks first. Yes. So, if Rodgers wins, you're kind of in this weird spot that I don't know how you could explain a Chad Henney led Chiefs is going to beat the Bills. Right. But I mean, stranger shit's happened. I mean, it just gives Patrick Mahomes three extra hours to heal up and get ready for the game. Yeah. But if it was the other way around where if Buffalo did win that, then you're like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's a lock for this game in the right. back, on the back end. Right. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, I really can't wrap my hands around like, how bad of a Super Bowl that would be because let's be honest, the only ones who care about the Bills are Bills fans and they're a small market. Yeah, and, and Green Bay is, is the smallest market in the NFL. So from a from I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers carries a lot of weight, but at the same time you're not getting those uh, those home markets and, and still, I mean a hundred million people are gonna watch the game, but market standpoint that's definitely not what the nfl wants. Well uh, hundred million people may watch the game, but you're not gonna get the viewership that you expected um, you know, before uh, what you may call it, before this all happened. No, I mean, you know, there's not going to be the parties. There's not going to be any of that type of stuff. Right, right. But at the same time, everyone's going to be at home watching the game, so maybe viewership will be will be elevated a tad. Um, have you followed what's going on in Knoxville, Jeremy? Um, yeah, it's it's pure awesomeness because the stories that are coming out now, you know, since Pruitt elected to sue them, is is awesome. Tennessee fires Jeremy Pruitt. The athletic director, Phil Fulmer, Fulmer steps down. Uh, Reports of players just being handed McDonald's bags full of cash. During their visits. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's 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 what's phenomenal is that they they got that lazy or that easy that they thought they could get away away with it. it. Right. Exactly. Um, I will say this. uh, Greg Schiano would never. I mean, come on. Yeah. Again, the funny thing is, it's like. These guys in Tennessee who sit there and keep talking about how it was so great that they got rid of Shiano and Pruitt and, you know, Shiano was dirty with the whole um, Sandusky thing. It still has come out multiple times that Shiano had nothing to do with Jerry Sandusky. Yep. And and nothing. And even, I mean, he sued it to say, you need to take me out of the court part of this. Like, he's clean. I mean, he may be an asshole, but he's clean as far as that shit goes. Yep. So that's, it, but they did just hire a new AD. They took UCF's AD, Danny White. Danny White, yeah, which is uh, which is a great hire, I think. Uh, but at the same time, Tennessee is going get, to be getting the ban hammer from the NCAA here pretty soon. Uh, Notre Dame gets placed on a, on a one year probation, and uh, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch going on in college football when there you wouldn't expect a lot to be going on in college football. Well, I mean, again, because of the fact that we, all the recruiting's working right now with COVID, it's kind of easier to get caught if you're really kind of into this. Yeah. And the Notre Dame stuff, I don't think they detailed what the charge or what happened exactly, but it was interesting that they did fire that assistant right away. Yes. So it was uh, it was uh, kind of a I, – honestly, I didn't even know that they had uh, anything pending. Yeah, I didn't either. Which means it wasn't that high of a charge, right. but it was still it enough was that they enough. felt it was a fireable offense. Either that, the or big, either that, or they knew of something else that this person had done. I mean, the big one for me is whether this Lane Kiffin rumor is true. What's that? I don't know if you've seen this, but some people use saying sources claim that Kiffin 
has texted two people in Knoxville who's very close to the program that oh, he, he wants to come back as a redemption. And, like, he felt he, he really regrets leaving and feels like Knoxville has been his home. Tennessee fans, I will tell you this much. Don't be that desperate. Like, that that has disaster. You might as well go get Peyton Manning, John Gruden, and everybody else that's ever been – Mike Gundy, everyone else that's ever been linked to this job – and tell them thanks, but no thanks. You have got to dig your way out of this, and Lane Kiffin is not the way to go. Well, I, I think the only you need to make a splash because no, they need. if you make a if you make a big enough splash, that transfer portal shit stops. But they got five players in there right now. They have more than that. They, I mean, well, they have five big name guys in there, there right go. now. Um, I, I will say this: you go, if you're Tennessee and you try to go make a splash, you are digging your grave deep. You're going to dig a grave under the grave you're already in. Well, I guess what would you define as a splash? Someone, to? someone who's at a who's coaching at a power five school right now as a head coach. What if I mean, if you're Mike Gundy, why wouldn't you take a job like this? I mean, that's that's a whole other can of worms. You know, because again, you had to take a pay cut and all this other crazy shit. Why wouldn't you take a job like this? I, I don't think he's gonna. He's ever. He's not leaving Oklahoma State until they until they make him. But right, it, you know. It, I mean, Ki- let's be honest here. Kiffin's gonna go if he gets paid enough. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. You know, which is hilarious because all he's been doing is the whole come to the sip and like really, you know, fighting for this. Um, and obviously now he'd have one. He just keep the trend going that at least one SC school, C school hates his guts. Um. I'm trying to think out there who would be like just someone that would. I mean, they've rumored Stoops to be tied to this. Mark? You know, that they want to go talk to good old Bob and see if oh, he would come Jesus. back to help. I mean, if you listen to listen to those people, he was going to take the Florida State job. Oh, I, I still think that Florida State job is a good job for the right person. Oh, I just absolutely. don't know if they found it. Absolutely, yet. they they definitely need. I think uh, an adult, um, and it, I, I I believe though it's got to be someone who's got ties to the program. How pissed do you think they are that? all this came out like days after urban Meyer took the Jags job. Like they had a chance. Ur- if you offered him like 10, 12 million, I think you'd, you'd have a chance. I, I, I think you got to remember when, while we're sitting there making fun of the program, their boosters are oh, loaded. Know, they, they're stupid rich. Right. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not fooling that at all. I'm just they're They, no, I, I'm not, I'm just saying like, you know, those are the types of guys who get on a plane, back a truck up, and say, "Urban, how much do you want?" And by right. the way, yeah, we're getting in trouble for violations, but what you need to recruit, we'll turn our back on all this because you're Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think. And that. we'll, I, I, like someone's, you know, like a lot of people talked. If Pruitt was seven and three and not three and seven, I don't think this comes up. How did they, how did they get caught? That's I, that's the one thing I've missed. Yet. Yeah, that's the one thing I've missed is is how this this came about. I, you know, what if it was like one of the recruits who said something or the parents did? And I mean, most times when that shit happens with programs, programs like whatever, go fuck mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. We don't care, you know. And, and you're not going to go tell the NCAA because you took the cash. Sure. So I'm I'm telling you, they were looking for a way to. This is their way to get out of that contract without having to pay the twelve million. And if this is true, because again, Pruitt sued to say. You know, or he's in the process of suing, saying this is not proper. You owe me my twelve million dollar buyout. I, you know, it's ultimately gonna. It, it could tarnish some people on this one. 
The Eagles have uh, announced a, hi- a hiring of a head coach, uh, Sarani, uh, out of the, the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I mean, I did not even know who the Indianapolis I, Colts offensive coordinator was. I thought it was Frank Reich. I, I was, yeah, I was, he, well, Frank Reich calls the plays. And right. obviously, this is what's got everyone fired up is that the enemy, you know, is in the same position mm-hmm. and everything else. And, and you know me, I, I've told you from the beginning, my three guys were the enemy, Leftwich, and Brady. I didn't care about anybody else. I, I really actually do like Soleil a lot. I yes. just not. In the NFL, I like Soleil and Staley, but in the NFL, I just don't believe defensive coaches are the way you go. Unless you bring in a, a really good coordinator, I'm I'm with you. Uh, six of the seven jobs have been filled. The last one remaining is Houston. I am of the belief that the enemy ends up there, and they somehow manage to keep Deshaun Watson in-house. But, I mean, that thing is a mess as well. Yeah, that's, that's totally a mess, and it hasn't slowed down. That's the bigger problem. Yeah. Um, like we kind of sit there and say, okay, you know, maybe it'll quiet down and Deshaun is going to be, you know, doing a little better. It never slowed down and it, it's going to keep escalating until they hire a coach. Right. Until they get a, a coach in there, then they can maybe try to mend those fences. But if they're, I don't think any coach is going to take that job until they know for sure that Deshaun's going to stay. Why would, yeah, well, why would you take that job? No, Unless you get sense. some, I mean, you'd have to get some guarantees from Houston that, hey, you know, not only are we going to trade him, but we're going to get someone who can start in return, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a rookie or, you know, like Tua. And are you OK with this? And by the way, we'll give you five years. The, it, the only way you could sign off on trading Watson is if the only way I could, if I was a head coach, is if they turned to me and said, we'll give you five years to fix this ship. Uh, getting years to fix things is the way of the Detroit Lions. They previously gave Matt Patricia a five-year deal. They gave Dan Campbell a six-year deal. Did you hear his press conference on Thursday? No, but I saw that his name placard has a dude on it. <sighs> Jesus. this. So, so this is the one hire that I'm like, who the fuck is this guy and why are you hiring him? This I mean, is. I, I get the Eagles one because ultimately everyone thought that Wentz was going to go to the Colts, sure. and now you're bringing the Colts to Wentz, type of thing. Right. But this one really, I just don't get. You don't need another grindy, angry individual coaching your team. I'm going to play you some audio from this press conference, and I, I want your reaction in real time because holy shit, this is amazing. This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, but none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that, so excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right, and this city's been, been down, and it found a way to get up. All right, it's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before. Before long, where they're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. This dude is a fucking train wreck. Yeah, this again, grindy, 
head coachy, don't need it, don't need the fighter. Uh, obviously, what this signals to me is Stafford's gone, which means now you're bringing a dude in who wants to bring toughness to a team that is going to be retooling and rebuilding. And sadly, the, the league isn't built on you know toughness like this. I mean, unless you're going to go out and find another Derrick Henry and build an offensive line around him, you're not going to find a lot of teams running out there saying, this is what we're going to do is we're going to punch you in the face. If this was 1994, if this was a high school team, or if this was a Mac coach, we'd all be like, oh, sweet. Dude, no. <laughs> this yeah, this is not no this NFL key. anymore. I mean, and he just looks like the guy who would say that too, by the way. I, I mean, I, I sat there and watched that press conference today, and I was just, or on Thursday, I was befuddled by what I saw. Yeah, I, you know, I ultimately, Brandon, on this one, just, I, I don't get the hire. A six-year deal. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy, I know. I mean, there's no real way to justify that type of hire. There is none. There and, and, is none. Or if you're going to do that hire, that type of contract. I, I, and, by the way, the rumor is the Lions were bidding against themselves for him. Right. No one was want, No one was knocking on Dan Campbell's door. And let's be honest here on this, too. Dan Campbell wants out of the Saints because he has no idea what that team's going to look like next year with no Drew Brees. Yep. I mean, because no one's going to sit there and say the Saints are awesome if Taysom Hill's running that offense. No. I'm not Same excited about Jameis. If, you know, Jameis Winston's running no, that offense. Not at all. So I, I'm now kind of – I mean, you know, between me, you, and the fence post, if Brees does make the decision he's retiring, don't think Sean Payton might not also retire, too. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's Just to throw out that out there. Yeah, that's definitely but, something to uh, to consider, and, and definitely something to look at as as it, as in years. And, and Drew hasn't come out officially and made that announcement, but I would imagine it's coming I, soon. I mean, again, the the crazy thing with Detroit, and, and the crazy thing with a lot of these teams, if these GMs went out and hired, you know, again a enemy, a Leftwich, a Brady, you know, the Soleil, the Staley's, or any of those guys or the Stanleys, um, no one would say they made a bad hire. And if it didn't pan out, they'd sit there and say, well, these were one of the top guys for the job. What mm -hmm. else do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. But hiring Dan Campbell, that's how you get fired. So I, I just can't buy into this whole shitstorm that people are getting into. I and mean, the Lions are going to be a joke next year. They're, they're in three years of rebuilding. They're in a decade of rebuilding. And by the way, his toughness that he wants to talk about, it's collectively now bargained out of the NFL. Yep. I mean, you can't go practice tackling anymore. You only get 15 padded practices a year. Yep. So, I mean, unless you, you're you're going and getting dudes off a, off a junkyard or that just came out of the, 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 uh, the longest yard, that's not today's game. Yeah, he's... He he would have been the perfect XFL coach yes. back when the XFL debuted in two thousand one. Exactly, that would have he was he would have fit that mold perfectly. Yeah, we're not playing pussy football here. <laughs> we're gonna eat nails and shit bricks. All right, we're yeah. gonna take a timeout. When we come back, we are gonna preview the conference championship games that are taking place this weekend. A uh, huge opportunity uh, for some players to extend storylines, and one to uh, to really fuck up the whole process for everybody. I think. And, and ruin everyone's Super Bowl. This is Three Points Dance Magazine.
Hey, this is the Fat Jack, and it's championship weekend. You want to guarantee yourself a championship winning week. Now is the time to get signed up. Go to FatJackSports.com, and I guarantee you'll win this week with your football and basketball plays. If you don't, you get everything through the Super Bowl absolutely free. That's 1-800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Get signed up through Sunday's championship games in the NFL. Get the hoops, and you will win. If you don't, that's it. You're going to get everything free through the Super Bowl. No tricks, no gimmicks, just winners. Text your cell phone or email to you. We're going to have plays during the big games on Sunday and lots of hoops action going all weekend long. It's time for you to stop guessing and get dialed into somebody that is going to help you turn a profit heading into the new year. That's 1-800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Less than about $5 a play will get you into winning selections this weekend to play in the games against the spread. Drizzly makes it easy to shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor from wherever I am. I just open the app, find what I want, and it's at my door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly. Ding dong, Drizzly. This is Three Point Stands Magazine. Now back to our hosts, Brandon Rush and Jeff Lyons. Welcome back. It is Three Point Stands Magazine alongside Jeff Lyons. I am Brandon Rush. We are brought to you by Monkey Knife fight it's a big week of monkey knife fight uh with two big promos uh we don't talk ufc a lot if ever on the show but conor mcgregor's fighting again saturday night uh you play in a 20 dollar contest for the uh conor mcgregor dustin poirier fight or any ufc 257 match on saturday night monkey knife fight's going to give you a free five dollar ticket for uh sunday nfl conference championship games and on sunday a five thousand dollar touchdown dance prize pool uh, just be sure to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code 3PSMAG when you sign up and get a free 50 bucks just by signing up and depositing. So, again, a $20 play on the any UFC fight on Saturday night will get you a free $5 ticket on uh, NFL Championship Sunday. Jeff, the early game, Bucks, Packers, Tom Brady playing in his, his 13th conference championship game. Is that right? Nice. Congrats to him. That seems obscene. I don't think that number's right. Six Super Bowl titles. Been to the Super Bowl twice and lost. So there's eight. Shit, it might be. Because <laughs> I think that they lost, the, the Patriots lost the Colts when they went to the Super Bowl. Yep. Lost to the well, I mean, pretty much any team that went to the Super Bowl had to go, go through, through New England Tom, every year. Yeah, and 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 Tom Brady is is what like eighteen and one or something in the in the wild card and divisional round. So yeah, that number might be right. Either way, he's going for uh, an unprecedented seventh Super Bowl title as a as a quarterback, and is is merry cast of characters that have come with him. Antonio Brown a bit banged up. Godwin's kind of been underwhelming in the playoffs. Mike Evans has been hurt. Gronk hasn't done a whole hell of a lot. Leonard Fournette picked up at the running game, but that defense really, I think, kind of carried the way last week against New Orleans. Do you believe, and and maybe you're like me, that there's a bit of recency bias here in terms of what to expect from Tampa just because of, you know, because of who they beat last week. You know, they... they, 
if you told me, oh, Tampa's going to be in the conference championship to start this season, I would have laughed at you. Well, true, absolutely. But now that they've they, – they, the last four to six weeks of the regular season, they started playing a little bit better. They got a, a tough road playoff victory at Washington. Then they go and they beat Drew Brees. How are they only three-point underdogs? You mean to tell me that on a neutral field these two teams are even? No, I agree with you on it. I think the only reason why they're three-point underdogs right now is – People are still kind of questioning or people are going back to the Packers Bucks game where the Packers got their dick kicked in. Right. I mean, that's what's really buying the line. So if the truth is, if if you really feel that that game was an anomaly and not how these teams are set up, then that's something that you can easily put a ton of money on Green Bay on and watch them just dick kick them the entire time. Right. I mean, the, the fact that this game is going to be in the 30s temperature wise, chance of rain and snow. You got, I mean, Aaron Rodgers playing in an NFC Championship game at home for the first time in his career. It just feels like the stars are aligning. Not to mention the passing of their general manager, Ted Thompson, out of the blue on Thursday. It, I mean, it, you know, Kevin Green previously was a, was a, a coach up there for a while. I mean, it, it kind of feels like all the stars are aligning, but on the other sideline, some damn good players and, and probably the greatest quarterback of all time in their way. Right, and probably one of the better defenses that the Packers have faced this year. Yeah. You know, and an offense that can hang with them. Right. I, you know, this is, again, this is just something. And, and, you know, one of the big things, too, is they can't really sell its cold weather out there because it's what Brady played in. Well, and Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not going to affect so them. So this team's actually built a lot better to handle Green Bay than, let's say, the typical – Tampa Bay team would have been right or or any team from from south of 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 Indianapolis or let's say New Orleans right you know like right. they're not built to handle cold weather they're playing a dome right exactly so I mean that they're that is definitely something to to look at the storylines like we touched on earlier I mean you got Rodgers against um Brady first time they've ever met in the playoffs and you go with all the successes that these guys have had I, I feel as if this is going to be a game that we're going to remember for a while just because of the enormity of the players in it. I don't know if the enormity of the moment, though, is going to be something that's going to be remembered. Right. No, I agree with you. Green Bay three-point favorites at home, total 51-and-a-half. I, I honestly feel like Devontae Adams might be the the receiver in the NFL this year. Oh, totally agree. And I don't know if anyone in that secondary can keep up with him. Yeah, if they treat him like they did Michael Thomas, they might be able to. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like they haven't had experience now going against some top receivers. Let's be honest, the Washington game was a joke because we all knew that they were going to win that one, and they still almost lost. Yeah, but the way, and that's why I had questions about that Saints game. But in the way they started off that Saints game, I thought they were going to get blown out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got really lucky on the holding call on the punt return. Yep. Otherwise, they're they're down two scores, wondering Easy. what the hell's happening in their lives. Yep. Uh, the so I can't because of how good Tampa Bay's run defense is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can fully get on the bandwagon saying this is an easy Packer win. I'm with you on that, uh, especially what I've seen from that defense over the last few weeks, and and I'm not factoring in the opponents. I'm just talking about the fundamentals, the techniques. Like these guys are on it, Levante David. Devin White's playing his ass off. JPP has had 
uh, a hell of a resurgence ever since he left New York. And, and the guy that I think is going to be maybe a, a household name should they win this game is Sean Murphy Bunting. This is a, a guy at corner, Jeff, who I mean, really is un, unheralded, went to Central Michigan. He's only in his second year in the NFL. And I'll be honest, this kid, if, if he draws Devontae, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. And I think he might be able to give him a run for his money. 53, yeah. ta- 53 tackles this year, and, and he's, I mean, I, I, just from a matchup standpoint, I feel as if that, that could be where the Bucks have the biggest success. I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I see that this is going to be, I mean, I really feel that this is going to be, if the Packers win this football game, Aaron Rodgers throws for like 400, 400 yards. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely feel as if, uh, if you are playing props alongside the, uh, the games, that's a uh, something to uh, to look into is is those passing yards over the total for Aaron Rodgers. Right. The biggest thing that's going to have to come out of here is who is going to step up outside of Adams. Yeah. Because if they do bracket him and shut him down, then who who's getting the football? They've they've gotten uh, support out of uh, Alan Lazard at times, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling at times. But they have a problem catching the football. They do. I mean, Equimania St. Brown, Tavon Austin's there. I mean, they just they need something, whether it's A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. They need somebody to to step up and make plays because, obviously, Devontae Adams is going to get the focal point of the, of the attention on the offensive side. Right. And Well, again, with Tampa's front four, you know, if they can bracket Adams and keep him covered for three to four seconds, you got to wonder how long – Rogers' line's going to hold up versus that, you know, that pass rush. And that offensive line is a bit, uh, bit maligned of late. Uh, so here we go: NFC Championship game, three oh five kick on Fox. Packers three point favorites. Jeff, who do you think is going to win, and where are you putting your money? I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I, I like Tampa. Okay. I just, and I think it's going to be like forty five to thirty five type of thing. I think this is a very high scoring game. I honestly. This might be one of the most difficult games that I've had to pick in the last month and a half. I can make a case for either side. I kind of feel as if, though, that this, this like I said earlier, the stars are kind of aligned for, for Green Bay. And if, and this is a big if, if they get some upgraded play from MVS, Lazard, Jones, any of those guys, this is going to be a, a more comfortable win. I'm going to lean Packers, but I, I'm not going to bet that portion of, the, of it at all. Definitely on the over, but I just I just feel it's like a, a, a 51% of me is saying Green Bay is going to win this game. Yeah, I can get that. Again, I said I can't believe I'm saying this because mm-hmm. the entire time we're talking, all I keep thinking is, man, this, this is tailor-made for everyone who loves Aaron Rodgers to stroke off to how awesome he is. Yet, I just feel like Tampa's going to find a way to win this football game. Amazing stat on Tom Brady. He has more playoff wins against any against the NFC. I Sorry, let me, let me rephrase this. More playoff wins against the NFC than anybody that was in the playoffs this year. Right. So that's more than Breeze, who's played his most of his career in the NFC. More than Aaron Rodgers. That's an amazing number. He's six wins against the NFC going into this year. He now has eight. No one has more than that. That's active. That's a, that's an obscene number. 
Uh, it is obscene. So man. you're on the Packers or you're on the Bucks. I'm on the Packers. Uh, we both think a very high scoring game. The night game is intriguing. 6.40 p.m. Eastern kick on CBS. Buffalo heads to Kansas City. The teams are combined 27-5. and five. Of course, one of those wins and losses came against each other in week six. If Patrick Mahomes plays, Jeff, I think this is a, a comfortable win for the Chiefs in, in 2020 terms. This is a game that they, they kind of are dominating, never really in doubt, but they don't, they're not going to win by 30. So it's not the the 2019 Chiefs. The 2020 Chiefs, you know, do enough to to get by and and get a dub. If if Mahomes is healthy and plays, the only thing that I could say could swing at Buffalo's ways. If you could tell me how Buffalo anticipates stopping the Chiefs' running game, mm-hmm. because that's what killed them in the last matchup. Right in in that uh, in that matchup back in uh, in Week Six, Kansas City won 27 to 16, uh, but Clyde. Edwards Lair had 161 yards rushing. The team, Jeff, rushed for over, th- uh, what, 200 and it was an obscene number. Let's see if I can pull it back up here. They rushed for 225. This would be 245 as a team. That's, that's not a recipe for success. The big question for me in this game is who besides Stephon Diggs is going to produce? Much like the Green uh, Bay, much like the Green Bay conversation, good quarterback receiver relationship, but I need something out of Beasley. I need something out of any of those bajillion tight ends they have. Josh, John Brown, anybody want to step up? Uh, if it's going to be anybody, I mean, for me, I think it's going to have to be like um, Moss or Singletary catching footballs out of the backfield. Okay, that, that's the only way I can really see them taking pressure off of Allen. You know, I, I don't see another wide receiver stepping up and really having that big of an impact as much as if the backs can start catching the football, it's going to force coverage to shift, and you may have to get digs in some of those one-on-one situations. The biggest question is, can Allen step up and hit him? Zach Moss uh, on the IR. That's right. Sorry. That surgery. Uh, but, but, but it's single. T- it it's all comes single, down to single Terry. If they get anything out of maybe like a, a, a TJ Yeldon, but, but yeah, they, they need to get something out of Brown, Beasley, any of those tight ends, if it's Croft, Dawson Knox, some I, do I've, any of these dudes scare you except for Singletary. Situationally, Beasley, he is he's he's one of those guys that I think is so undervalued, and it's it and I hate being the the champion for the for the small white guy, but he's been he's the Edelman, he's the he's the Welker that uh, that really has has propelled him his entire career. When even when he's in Dallas, I think he was undervalued. If if he's healthy and he's had uh, he's questionable with a uh, I believe a, a groin issue, he's the kind of the the go to guy. He's averaging eleven yards per catch. If you come back to me next week and tell me that Cole Beasley is the reason why the Bills won this game, they deserve it. <laughs> my response is that Kansas City scored thirteen points. Right. It it and Patrick Mahomes didn't play. Yeah. And that's kind of where my head's at. The the secondary for Buffalo, I think, is also undervalued with uh, Tredavious White, Poyer, um, Micah Hyde, Josh Norman, massively overvalued. But that back four, I think, is is rather unappreciated in, in NFL circles. That's, I mean, a huge opportunity to try and shut down this this uh, passing attack 
Um, but I, I just feel that they don't have a good enough pass rush to disrupt Mahomes because also with with the wobbly issues he had, he had a toe issue leading up to that. So if they can get any kind of pressure on him if he plays, that's going to make things much more difficult. But I just I just don't feel that Buffalo is going to be able to get enough pressure on Mahomes to to really force him into bad throws. Right. Well, again, that we don't know what that back four really looked like versus the Chiefs because that game was such bad weather that right. they ended up running the football. Right. You know, and you don't need the back four can be great and shut down Kansas City's wide receivers, but how do you account for Travis Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is a good cover guy, but I, I just, even then, that's, I mean, Kelsey's a, a human mismatch. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, what Kansas City's really good at, and actually, I know a lot of people hate Tony Romo, but he was doing it, explaining a lot on the tele, you know, the teleprompter, not the teleprompter, but the, Telestrator. you know, uh, Telestrator. Um, they force you to pick your poison. Yep. And the biggest problem, the biggest problem that everyone has in the world right now is Patrick Mahomes does not miss. So, like, he's not one of those guys where you turn around and you look at the tape and, like, oh, they picked to cover Kelsey and Mahomes totally missed Hill wide open 50 yards down the field. Yeah, he sees all that shit. Yeah, you never, ever, ever hear that about him, which is just amazing when you think about it. And, and that, to me, is probably what makes him – the most deadly is he knows probably two seconds into that play where that football is going and who's going to be open. 33 degrees, 65% chance of rain showers. Does that weigh into your decision-making in any way? No, because again, Kansas City ran the football all over Buffalo. That's fair. So Chiefs, I I think actually rain or wet conditions hurts the bills even more because I still can't find a Josh Allen, another dude who lacks touch you know, could could move the football without if they're handing the ball off only to Singletary. Chiefs three point favorites, total fifty four in this game. Where do you where do you put your money on this one? Uh, probably on Kansas City in the over. I I am firmly on the over in both games. Uh, I, I like Kansas City minus the three better than than anything else that's out there this weekend. I like so of the four the four options here in terms of um, confidence. Packers Bucks over, Chiefs minus three, Bills Chiefs over, Packers minus three. I actually can't argue with that. Okay, I, I I'm trying to figure out where I would, but I just can't argue with that. I because I know the Packers defense can get scored on. Right, and don't be surprised again too if this Bucks. It, don't be surprised if Tampa gets down. You know seven. 10, 13 points early mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they start making a massive comeback. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be something, but it's it's definitely an opportunity for storylines that we touched on. You you got Brady going for his seventh, Rodgers going for his second in, in the course of, of eleven years, Mahomes going for back to back, and then the 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 rain cloud that is the Buffalo Bills coming in and screwing, just pissing on everybody's Super Bowl plans and parties. Like we yeah. we've waited for the Super well, Bowl I, all year long, and if we have to watch Buffalo, Jesus. And just remember that, you know, this is how sad the joke is on Buffalo right now is people are sending out pictures of Dick's Sporting Goods in Buffalo where they show the Bills gear surrounded by fake tables. <laughs> like Dick's is selling tables right in front of all the Bills sweatshirts and everything. Boy, if, if I was a table salesman, I'd be packing up everything and moving to Buffalo this week. Yeah, it's just 
it's just one of those things that they've gotten this rep so bad. And when you really look at it, there's not a lot of them running around the country. No. They typically don't leave Buffalo. This is true. And, and we're all thankful for that. Um, before we wrap this week, do need to touch on one other news of football that has been out there. Phillip Rivers retiring after 17 seasons in the NFL. 16 with the Chargers, the 17th with the Colts. And immediately the conversation, Phillip Rivers, Hall of Famer. Do you believe that he is a, a Hall of Fame quarterback? And you, what do you think his um, his legacy on the game is? You mean outside of being a douche? <laughs> yes. And an annoying, actually an annoying douche. Um, I don't feel he's a Hall of Famer in today's day and age, if you're going to compare it this way. Because my view on a Hall of Famer is it's a guy who not just changes the game, but also has an imp is like has an impact on every game. Yes, like could take a game over consistently, you know. And if you go back and watch tape of like old school Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Brian Urlacher, um, you know Dan Marino, Joe Montana, those dudes took games over. Yes. I, I don't remember where I openly said, man, Phillips Rivers is taking this game over. If there was a hall of very good, he would absolutely be a first ballot guy. He's in right. there with, you know, he's in there with Stafford and Matt Ryan and, and all the other quarter, other quarterbacks of this generation that were, were also Rams. And I'm not to, I'm not a guy that's got to say, Hey, you have to win championships in order to be considered. That's, that's not the case. But when you talk about the quarterbacks, that he's played against in his 17 seasons and who's 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 out there. You got Brady, you got Breeze, you got Hell Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. At best he's sixth. At best he's sixth of this generation. For me that's not right. Hall of Fame material. I'm sorry. I mean, you could argue right now Russell Wilson's in front of him. You could make that case. Absolutely. I think Russell it, though uh, also in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, but I think he's ahead of Philip Rivers. Yes, firmly agree. So I'm glad that we're on that on that same. So well, and, same and you know what? If anyone else tries to talk to me about comparing Dan Marino stats to Philip Rivers stats, I feel like I have in writing the right to just nut kick them because Dan Marino stats may be almost identical to Philip Rivers stats. But being a quarterback with those stats in the 80s and 90s is a lot different than being a quarterback in today's day and age. The, the game right now is geared towards quarterbacks and and receivers. I mean, it's as simple as that. To put up the numbers Marino did in 1984, mind-boggling. Yeah, and, and to sit there and say, well, look how how it compares to Rivers. It's like, actually, you just proved that Dan Marino's even better, better yep. than what you initially talked about. Yep. And, you know, and, like, and Marino, to your point, would take over games. Right. And, the, well, the funny thing on that, too, is you step back and you hear people talking about, well, Joe Montana. I'm like, you you guys got to remember, people talked while he was playing Joe Montana be about being the greatest quarterback ever. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, they waited or something. Steve Young, all those guys, like they, during that time, talked about how awesome they were. No one went around talking about Philip Rivers is awesome. Right. Instead, they went around talking about how he can be annoying as hell and he's got like five billion kids. The The best joke I saw of his retirement uh, was that he finally made enough after 17 years uh, to put all 27 of his kids through community college. 
nice. The other, That's pretty brutal. The other one was uh, it was a picture of him in his last game as, uh, as with the Colts, uh, the playoff loss against Buffalo, and it just had a caption that said, "You know, now me and my wife can really, you know, settle down and concentrate on starting a family." Yeah, I, I did. I mean, I did like actually the tweet that we retweeted from JJ Watt. I thought that was the best story out there where he's actually telling the linebacker he's in the, the wrong, wrong spot, spot for the splits. Now, if there was a trash talking Hall of Fame, Philip Rivers, oh, Phillip a Rivers thousand is percent like top top five. First ballot, like like top five goat ever status. trash talkers out there that you knew of. Do yourself a favor and just YouTube Philip Rivers mic'd up and just prepare to laugh your ass off because that dude brought it. Yeah, it's but again, like the whole thing that so he studied tape and knew exactly where you're supposed to be. That doesn't mean he's a Hall of Famer. You know, I I just started thinking of dudes, Daryl Revis, Richard Sherman, either they they didn't take over games. They basically just made your best player disappear for an entire game. And to me, that's that's taking over a game. But yeah, you're you're, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like people are going to point to, well, their stats suck or this sucks. And it's like, yo, again, when you watch sports, you know a Hall of Famer when you see them. Yep. I mean, and I hate a lot of guys joke about, well, we need to step back and really look at who's in the Hall of Fame and compare them off of that. Mm-hmm. You can't compare a football player in the 50s with someone, you know, now. It, it was kind of like the joke of, um, what is it? Uh, was it George Blanda and um, the picture of George Blanda and uh, uh, Tom Brady side by side? Okay that people are running around. It, it was one of the old school quarterbacks. And it's like, yo, this guy smoked cigarettes at halftime. Right. On the field. Right. He, <laughs> you know, he smoked heaters during the third quarter. Cause he was, bo- you know, they're like, how can these guys both be 43 and, you know, look this way. Right. If one looks at, like he's 20 and the other one looks like he's 60. It's like, cause it was 30 years ago and he was smoking cigarettes. On that, you know, like, I, I will. And, was, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and probably drinking all the time and causing all this trouble. It's it's pretty easy to figure out. Going out drinking on Saturday night before the game, ripping heaters during the game. Yeah, yeah. George Bland. It, that, well, that it's whole just era like the whole argument that Dick Buckus hit harder than Brian Urlacher. Well, that's physically impossible. <laughs> you, I mean, Urlacher weighs more and he was faster. Again, force equals mass times velocity. You can't if you if you have someone who's slower and lighter. They f- cannot hit someone harder. I was told there wasn't going to be math. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's quite all right. But th- this goes back to the whole argument. Like, I, I, I really hate when people start comparing and saying, well, this dude shouldn't be in because or should be in because some guy in the 80s got in that has, you know, Similar the numbers. same exact yeah. stats that he does. Firmly, like, firmly agree. All right. You know, you can't judge it on that. I mean, and we'll go through and we'll, you know, you riffed off, listed off a lot of quarterbacks that could be out there that. You know, when they retire, it's going to be a long discussion on if they're Hall of Famer. I can't wait till Eli Manning that discussion comes across. I and and we'll finish on this. I have long said that the that the Hall of Fame just lets in anybody. Eli's getting in, much to my chagrin. But I, I in terms Dude, of in terms I really of him, feel it, this could be awesome that. Eli Peyton has to deal with the fact that Eli has the same amount of Super Bowls he does. Yes, but Peyton will get to hold over that he's in the Hall of Fame and Eli's not. I'd I'd be okay with that. It won't happen, yeah, but I'd I be very I just think okay it's hilarious. It. Like, I've I've had a friend who would always say to me, can you imagine sitting at that Thanksgiving table and, you know, Eli gets to hold up two rings in front of his brother, you know? And at one point, it was when Peyton only had one, Eli had two. Right. And you're kind of, like, looking, going, really? This is how life's going to be? 
Imagine, you know, and evened it out, but still, they're evening out rings against each other. What the fuck? Imagine Cooper. Imagine how he feels. Yeah, he's probably been trading off their names for forever, so I'm sure he's not too, hey, too bad. Apparently, his kid, Arch, is legit. I think he's a either like a junior or a sophomore in high school right now. No, he's a sophomore, and, you know, well, you and I know that we don't watch a lot of high, high school, school stuff because right. it's creepy, right. but... I, I, in our timeline, I came across it, and yeah, he's ripping the football that 50, dude, 60 yards already. That dude might be better than all of them, and that's frightening to say. All right, uh, so that'll wrap up this edition of Three Points Dance Magazine. We'll be back after the championship games have concluded, and we'll kind of set the table for Super Bowl 55 in my excuse me in Tampa. A chance, and we didn't even touch on this, the chance that the if the Bucks win, they'll be the first team ever to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. That is amazing. That uh, It took 55 years for it to finally happen, but uh, hopefully hopefully I'm right and that doesn't happen. And hopefully we don't have to be suffered with two weeks of Josh Allen and Bill's Mafia hype. Oh, well, you, you and I both know the worst. I think really the worst hype would be Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Oh, God. Yeah, I would definitely not watch. The worst game would be Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, but the worst hype would be Josh Allen and Tom Brady. I, I want no part of this. There's just that asteroid could come at any time at that point. All right, that'll wrap up this edition. We'll be back to uh, to preview Super Bowl 55. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at 3PS Mag. And uh, we might have a contest or three coming up uh, for the Super Bowl, so stay tuned to our socials and uh, 3psmag.com to find out information on that. We will see you then. For Jeff, I am Brandon. This is Three Point Stance Magazine. This is Three Point Stance Magazine. For all the latest news and insights, stay connected with Three Point Stance Magazine online at 3psmag.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and through your favorite podcast site. We'll be back next week with another edition of Three Point Stance Magazine.